There we go. Finally, having troubles getting the audio to work on my computer. But uh, welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. And uh, <clears throat> I want to make this one short because I have so much to read for Geek Brunch. I have been delinquent. I could have got ahead of the game last weekend. And I instead I decided to read a bunch of... Um, Marvel comics <laughs> and and not uh, read what I was supposed to read and now I have to a lot of spawn to read and I gotta read some exciting comics and I have to go to the storage unit to get astronaut down and I think we're covering one AWA which I found here and a couple others but I have a lot to read and hopefully Oh, Red Room. I have to read Red Room, too, the, the last two issues. So, um, those ones are dense, too. Red Room takes a while to read to just absorb all the content. Bill doesn't like to read back-to-back -back Red Rooms because he's like, I need to... It's a lot to ingest and think about. So, I need to uh, get to those. And then I thought I would talk about some of my recent purchases. Um... I got a full run of Law Dog, which is a heavy hitters. Um, I picked up some Rampage starring the Defenders. These are UK books. They're like magazines. They're black and white. They have a full comic of Defenders. And if it was anything else but Defenders, I probably wouldn't have picked them up. They're not expensive. But I love the Defenders. <clears throat> and uh, I picked up issues 19... Uh, 16, 14, 15, and 18. So I had them out of order, but those are some I picked up. And I picked up, uh, let's see if I can find the stack of books. Probably not. Because I have... Okay, there was Log Dog. We talked about that. Heavy Metal. Sorry, Heavy Hitters Annual. Uh, Trouble with Girls 1 through 4. Uh, that was a Heavy Hitters. Uh, uh, heavy Hitters Feud 1 through f 4. Uh, I picked up my first uh, Give Me Liberty Frank Miller. Um comic book got a full run of that <clears throat> and then I picked up a Martha goes to war Washington goes to war so yeah uh, quite a few uh, books uh, Ren and Stimpy and then today I picked up from Charlton Comics Emergency which is a show I used to watch on TV number one two and four number one's pretty beat up but I uh picked it up anyway so I, I did do you know I've, I've been diving into some big back issues as I run across them um, I have an order still to come in from Aaron I still have to put my money down uh, I was getting some early amazing spider-man and some other issues I did receive one of his uh, packages recently one of the interesting things in there it had a, 
I spent a lot on getting a uh, Disneyland comic book convention pamphlet, which had a Mr. Miracle and Barda and Oberon image on it that preceded the first issue of Mr. Miracle, um, which was an interesting pickup, <clears throat> and a couple of others. So uh, I, I I didn't record them. Uh, I've been delinquent to 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 write them down. I, I did inventory them in the database, but I already filed them away. <laughs> so yeah, there there's been a lot going on in the back issue realm, and uh, I posted recently on uh, Twitter that I am trying to cut back, um, and I'm not gonna talk about it much until I'm successful for three months because what typically happens is I always say this almost every year um, or every other year and I even tell Bill about it and I, I am successful in making cuts for one month <clears throat> but then I go back and pick up everything that I didn't get so I end up having everything anyway and that cut means meaningless so i am not going to say anything about it until i'm successful why am i doing this because i have over 90,000 comics okay <laughs> and the to read pile has gotten bigger like of those i probably read 67,000 comics uh, not including collected editions, and I probably have enough to last me the rest of my life. And I have been getting like anxiety uh, about my collection. And the the one thing that <clears throat> that keeps coming down is I'm tired. Number one is I'm tired of spending Sundays not reading and enjoying myself and inventorying comics and bagging and boarding. Yeah, that that is fun. But when you have a collection this big, it's very, it, it it makes you realize is this is fucking a lot. Like this is just a lot. The other is space, uh, running out of physical space. And then I've always had this mentality is I want to have them and I I I like them and then I don't want to have to pay big bucks for them later on. Um, but. The fact of the matter is, I don't want to sell anything. Like, if I was doing it as an investment and had full runs of fucking everything, then that would make sense. If I enjoyed selling stuff when I retire, I don't. I fucking hate selling stuff, but I'm going to have to at some point because this collection is just too big. And the final reason is, I'm fucking old and lugging short boxes bagged and boarded up and down stairs is fucking dangerous <laughs> it, it's okay like the first two times but you start doing like 10 and and you, your legs get more tired and i'm fucking out of shape like if i was a bodybuilder and uh, i i i was cardio freak and i was always on the treadmill and i weighed what i was supposed to weigh instead of like three times my my weight that I'm supposed to be then I would probably not have that as a factor 
but it is a factor and I don't want to fall down the stairs. So it's like, I, I, I just realized that. And what I'm going to try to do when I place my order this week, just strategically is tell me that, like, I'm going to go through those lines over and over in my head before I hit send <laughs> and see, see what I can do about it. I, I, I've already went to the LCS. I, I, I get a moderate amount at the LCS, probably more than an average person, but uh, most of my stuff comes from DCBS. I'd say 95%. And there's 5%. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I did make three cuts. Uh, I'm going to stop getting Ultraman after this series finishes. There, there's been like four Marvel series in that. And, and that falls in the paradigm where I... I'm enjoying it. It is on the app. It might not always be on the app because I think it's a licensed property. So it might be one that I should get. But I'm already getting other books that are sort of in that vein uh, through Image. So I cut, I'm cut. i going to cut that as soon as you know January or whatever rolls around in this mini-series. I think it's five or six issues finishes. Um, I've been getting all those Peach Momoko demons, demon war stuff, and uh, I, I'm I'm gonna stop getting that. And I was getting all the covers because I thought these would be strategically great investments because she draws the interior. Uh, I don't think they've gone up hardly anything, and I have almost every single fucking comic book that she's done in Demon Wars, like all the variants, blah blah blah. And uh, I I enjoy them because they're like little fables, but I don't enjoy them like that much. And then IDW has been going nuts with Star Trek. Like there's like five fucking Star Trek. Ever since they lost the Star Wars license, they like increased their Star Trek output. And I don't mind that for Ninja Turtles because Ninja Turtles I do enjoy. So like they have the Armageddon stuff and... <clears throat> I'm enjoying those side titles and I'm reading Ninja Turtles more than I am Star Trek. But overall, I was like, I, I just am not reading Star Trek anymore. So I, I'm going to stop it. And I can always pick up digitally if I, I make up and then I won't have to lug it up and down the stairs. Um, and it's not something that's really going to be expensive to get later on if I wanted to get it. But for all the reasons I mentioned above, it it's getting so freaking hard. <laughs> if I was in my 30s, I <clears throat> or 40s, I would rethink how how big I've let this collection go. Um, especially when I look at the ratio of red comics to what's not red and. There's not one person that I know, including the record holder on the Guinness Book of World's Records, that buys more current comics than me. I, I literally am getting the entire previews. And I'm not even getting to enjoy them all because I don't get to read them all. I work more than 40 hours a week. Uh, I get home, I'm like fucking exhausted. I have, one t I have time for eating dinner and essentially watching one program with my wife and then literally passing out 
and going to sleep and then waking up again at like 4.30 in the morning. Sometimes in the morning I get to read one comic book and get on the elliptical, watch a program, take Harley for a walk, and then I'm back at work. So rinse and repeat. <laughs> and then Saturday is the one day that I get to relax and read a lot of comic books. And then Sunday... I read like two, maybe, if I'm lucky, and then do maintenance and bag and board and get them all inventoried and all that. And one of the other things lately is DCBS is like super behind. I don't know what's going on. I thought they were going to catch up because they shipped like two weeks in one week. And, and now I have two weeks worth of comics and one's not even loaded and the other one's waiting to ship with the label created and I'm, I'm backing up on there. So when it comes in, it's like twice as many to process. And then the other thing that, that changed is DC comics started to make books available one month after they come out with the ultra package. And, uh, I thought I would collect every single DC until, then but I kept on thinking like what what drives me to <clears throat> what do I like the most about comics and it's the consumption and reading them that's that's what I like the most and then second I love having a big collection okay I like collecting comics and then third I like knowing that those comics have some sort of value to them especially when you buy everything the odds are pretty good <clears throat> but uh then i i throw in that one curveball i don't like fucking selling comics and you know what's gonna happen is i'm gonna eventually retire uh hopefully hopefully in two years but it's probably gonna be seven and you know i'm counting down the time <laughs> but uh I, I'm going to retire and then I'm going to be going to like local cons and trying to sell these stuff. And I, I won't mind doing that the weekend, but God, I am going to fucking hate lugging boxes around of comics to get rid of. And yeah, some I can sell online and do stuff, but it's going to be, and I don't want to like just eject like hit the eject button and have mile high guy come and say, here's my entire inventory. What will you give me? And it's like 30% of the value of the books. Like, I don't want to do that. Um, if my wife does it, if I pass, then that's fine. Cause I'm already dead, but <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot, a lot of thinking, you know, like I love comics and, and nothing, there's nothing, like, people like, are you stopping because the state of the comics? No, no. Comic books have always been great for me. Like, from when I started in the 70s, up until now, I just love comic books. And they have never gotten bad, in my opinion. And the 90s is my favorite year. So, <clears throat> yeah, I uh, my favorite decade, uh, I should say. But, um... And I still like to pick up back issues that I know I won't be able to get a physical copy or download a digital, uh, be available like emergency. <laughs> you 
and stuff like that. So I will be getting some of that because I want to read it. But and there's some runs that I I do want to finish. Um, and then I I started thinking about these epic collections. And yeah, I'll be able to sell them. Um, and read them at least the plant but but i was thinking like most of this material i have a full run of of epic collections up until this point minus i stopped star wars when i made the last cut and didn't go back but um i am not gonna get collected editions anymore because with the marvel app and with the dc app i have more than enough to consume and read and i don't have to hurt myself carrying it so i don't want to discourage anybody because i and, and i don't want to really get down this path because i always have failed see i've tried this uh four times in the past and it's been a laughing stock but as i try this time i'm going to repeat all the things to my in my brain just over i have a list i'm going to repeat them over and over again um and you know one of the other reasons is earlier retirement if i stop spent if i keep this fire hose going it's harder to er retire early where i could use it for investing and, and savings and all that stuff um so yeah, there's 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 a lot to discuss, and I I always hate when I hear people like back in the past saying they're cutting back, blah 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 blah. I I don't want to talk about it a lot. I, I just wanted to let you know, it's what I'm doing is not is not because I stopped loving comics. It's because I'm an old man. That's that's one of the the real reasons. And um, I want to be able to walk around and not hit a box with my big toe. <laughs> They're everywhere. And uh, I... Especially, uh, I think I'll always be able to podcast because I'll always have comics to talk about. And if Bill says that he purchased something I didn't purchase, the odds of it being available on Comixology are at least 70%. And I can play play along. And uh, if I enjoy it, I could continue. And if I don't, I I don't have to. And there might be some stuff that I say, oh, this is so good that I want a physical copy and I could buy a collected edition of or whatever. But hopefully that's few and far between. I've already been, the last month and a half, I've cut my my kickstarters down significantly and that's saving a lot of money and there's a lot of kickstarters i fucking enjoy but the enjoyment to cost ratio is 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 through the roof like it, it the cost is like it's like buying a 15 dollar comic book for 20 pages or 22 pages sometimes 32 pages but there are going to be some that I want to finish because, like, I'm I'm vested in. Like, there's a couple of bad bug comic books I really enjoyed, like Vanya, and uh, there's a Western one, Wicked West, or something like that. And uh, I I would like to finish them, and I'm gonna c 
complete some of them and then there's 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 um some of the jungle girls where i can't get my jungle girls anywhere else in previews they don't exist so yeah there's gonna be a few i'm still gonna support but they're gonna be a lot less like i was getting like four a week like i was signing up for four a week and um that's gonna be reduced significantly so um <clears throat> yeah that's that's what's going on uh i'm still getting back issues uh as i i do enjoy books these heavy hitters are spectacular i read law dog and i was just like oh my god this is so good um it's like Road Warrior in a multiverse of a mosaic world where worlds are like merging. And it's about this guy that was tasked to patrol the earth and all of the portals that are opening up and try to keep order. And he runs into like this band girl, this girl that was with the band and she's sort of become his partner but there's like a nazi world that merges in there's uh worms preach like catholic people that worship a, a freaking worm in the ground from another world and make sacrifices to it and it's just crazy and uh the only heavy hitters that I had read from Marvel Comics were uh, uh, Sex and Violence was George Perez. And I, I picked up four, like I just talked about, and I think they're really, really good comics. Like, I, I'm i I'm so glad that I got it. <clears throat> and it was weird coincidence, too. Because I was listening to, to Vince B. on 11 O'Clock Comics, and uh, he was talking about Law Dog. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And coincidence, you know, I went into ads and he said, I got a new collection. You want to look through them? And I was like, well, first I saw the Rampages because they're a magazine size. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's my weakness. The Defenders, my favorite team of all time in these magazine type formats. And I'm like, oh, God, the colors are different, though. Like when they color them on the covers, some of the colors are just off, but um, it's uh, it, it, I I love them because those covers are like what got me into collecting is Defenders. That's really my first series I ever completed from beginning to end. That and the Champions, and I'm a DC guy, so that that was weird. Um. I wish I would have got some of those early DCs at the time. I could have loved to get like all the first appearances of Flash rogues. I have most of them, but like I don't have Grodd and the first Captain Cold. I have the second appearance, Captain Cold. Um, I have the first... Uh, most of the rogues I have the first appearance of Heat Wave and uh, Rainbow Raider and the top and... Um, uh, the Golden Glider. Uh, I mean, just I, I, Weather Wizard, um, the Trickster. 
So like I, I I'm missing some of those early early issues. I have I think I have the first reverse flash, but um, yeah, it's just a lot to talk about, a lot to consume, and I I actually have a lot to read. So um, I want to cut this one short, and uh, just let you know I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I'll probably fail. <laughs> I, uh, I have a a comic book problem. I. I I'm trying to read more at night on the digital part and realize, hey, you enjoyed this X-Men book just as much as you would anything else. And um, just being more realistic, like like Amazing Spider-Man and Daredevil. Like I'll always want to get a physical copy of those. Um, Black Panther, Fantastic Four, um, so defenders even though i don't like it just because i'm addicted to them um there, there's certain titles i'll always get thor hulk um I, i'm trying to not get the ancillary titles and i found in general like events like i could uh just hang out with the main event and i'll get like 80% of the enjoyment and then the ancillary titles yeah they fill in some of the holes but I could read those digitally and fill in those holes and I'm I'm not worried anymore about missing things like um, I will be looking at licenses and stuff like this comic book might never be printed again and stuff like that but um yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all turns out. And uh, I, like I said, I failed, you know, four or five times in the past, and uh, ended up getting what I had missed. And uh, I, I'm trying really hard this time. And the way I'm doing it is repeating the things that I, why I want to do what I want to do when I'm placing my orders, and and see 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 how that turns out. Because it won't change anything. Like. I'll still be able to read these things. And then I don't have to worry about selling it at a later time. <laughs> and I, I still want to read physical copies, and I still will. So it's it's just trying to cut the addiction, you know, a little bit. And uh, try to get down to a realistic... I'm so realistic in everything else. Uh, budget... Um, debt house payments like everything else disciplined i pay off everything on time um it's just i've always wanted to consume more and more comics and i wish that if i had somebody to lug them or like i had an assistant and he he would do it for free then shit that would change things <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I uh, it would be nice if I had somebody that wanted, like, enjoyed selling stuff and would say, okay, when I retire, can you do this and do it for free? <laughs> and then give me all the reward. <laughs> uh, but when I retire, it'll give me something to do, I think. Um, I'll, I'll be reading a lot, maybe podcasting a lot, hiking a lot, walking a lot, hopefully exercising more because I have time. 
Like I go to the gym maybe once every day and still do my elliptical in the morning and do my my doggy walk. Um, but uh, we'll see. See how it all plays out. And I'll probably just get through one weeks of comics this week because <coughs> I do want to read some comics. So um, I will talk to you in a bit as I pause this and uh, load up my comics. All right, let's do this. Um, I'm going to do two weeks because I only read like 30 comics between the two weeks. So um, we'll start with the movies. Um I actually gave one movie two out of five. I actually didn't finish it, <laughs> which is very unlike me. I, I, I liked the first half, and then it it turned into something I didn't want to see. I, I was interested in this one because of Nicolas Cage, and it dealt with cult and home invasion kind of thing. And, uh, and then it got supernatural, and that's the part I don't like. Not that I don't like supernatural. I didn't like it mixing with the realism of the first part of the movie. It got too psychedelic, but um, it's about a a guy and a woman. He loves his wife. His wife seems like a very introvert, and he, you know, Nicholas Cage is working as like a a lumberjack in the forest, cutting trees down and stuff like that. <clears throat> and um, it seems like the woman had a bad experience in her past, but it doesn't really get into that. And she didn't want to leave where they were. Like, she felt secure there. And Nicholas Cage wanted to move. But he's like, hey, you know, whatever you need, I love you. We'll stay here, blah, blah, blah. Well, a cult comes into town, and they're fascinated with his wife. So they capture her and kill her, and then it's a revenge movie. But it then gets supernatural with that cult. Like, you're thinking, are they on acid? Is that why you're seeing what you're seeing? It, well, it, it turns into, like, maybe it really is a supernatural thing. And I maybe it switches it around in the end so it's acceptable, but I just couldn't take it. I didn't like it. But I didn't feel like I wasted my time. I, I liked the first part. Uh, the four out of fives were Hatchet 2, um, which I've seen the second time. I didn't realize I had seen Hatchet 2. Uh, I did see it, so this was a rewatch. Still really good quality as uh, one survivor from the first movie wanted to go back to see if she could get the bodies of her father and brother and she solicits the the, the assistance of somebody that owns a boat and he's like a uh, voodoo priest at least he's not really one in other words he doesn't dabble in the he he says he's from the occult but he's really just like a showman of the occult he doesn't really have any abilities of the occult and they go back in to get victor crawley fear farm i really liked a lot um i think this i don't remember if this was on amazon prime or netflix but uh this was about four college age students kind of bored during Halloween and going to one of those mazes like Halloween mazes and uh, there's a bunch of serial killers a family of them and that's they draw the right number which I, I don't want to give it away but it has 
fear farm the farm is not spelled like f-a-r-m it's spelled like pharmacy and if that tells you what one of the catches is like p-h-a-r-m to this horror movie <clears throat> that was really good the five out of fives as we marshaled through uh, cobra kai um maybe season three or four whatever the latest season is that's what we watched Reservation Dogs, <clears throat> another series. That one, Cobra Kai was on Netflix. Reservation Dogs was on Hulu. Absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Um, can't wait for another season of that. We're all caught up with Reservation Dogs. Comic-wise, only 15 comics read. We had one Scout, 14 Marvel. Can you believe that? Uh, not a good distribution, but I was in a Marvel mood. I still am in a Marvel mood. Uh, Marvel and DC is like what I want to consume right now. Um, I think I might have said that in a previous podcast. It's like all I want to read. I don't know why. I'm just in the mood for superheroes and the superheroes I know kind of superheroes. <laughs> so one Scout, 14 Marvel. We had uh, the three out of fives, Dark Guard number one. This was a Marvel UK book with... Uh, Death's Head and Motor Mouth and Knights of Pendragon. And it, this is kind of like a Marvel UK event. And they all have to unite, unwillingly unite, to fight an ultimate evil. And uh, they have to take down that evil called Mystek, which was another monthly UK book. I think I own Mystek. I, I think I own most of Death's Head Volume 2 or Death's Head 2. Um, Motor Mouth, uh, maybe a few Knights of Pendragon. Uh, I dabbled in some of the other titles, but didn't last very long. So um, this I read on the app. I don't actually own this book. And then I read The Knights of X, which um, this is an X-Men book that's currently running. I read this on the app. I don't physically buy this. Uh, I've been, like I said, I've been trying to take some of the X-Men out and uh, read them digitally, and I'm enjoying it. This one, this one's pretty cool. Um, the main bads are uh, Merlin and uh, King Arthur, and they are persecuting mutants, kind of like with these weird celestial type beings, and they're in this like world. And Captain Britain is a woman because. The real Brian, Captain Britain, is off somewhere else and segregated or imprisoned. And <clears throat> she works with Rachel, uh, another member of Excalibur, Gambit. Uh, Jubilee's son is a dragon and is, uh, taken care of by two of the characters I've never heard of before. Uh, Richter's in this one. Shatterstar, they have a relationship. Uh, Shatterstar costume looks ridiculous. Like, I, I don't really like it at all. Um, whereas when Liefeld was doing it, it was a very cool-looking image to look at. This new image is... I, I don't like it. But I'm liking this comic book. Um, the art's solid. The story's solid. Uh, I give it a 3 out of 5, but the last issue that I just read, I, I think it's two issues ahead of this one, I, I gave it a 4 out of 5, so like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, to dig it more and more. 
the four out of fives uh, were Ant-Man number one. This is the brand new one by Al Ewing. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. Like, Al Ewing's been hit or miss for me. Like, I don't like his Defenders, but I liked his Immortal Hulk a lot. And then I dabbled in some of his other titles, like Sword and some of the other ones, his X-Men stuff, and not enjoying those. But I really liked Ant-Man. It was cool seeing some of these, like, Golden Age slash Silver Age villains uh, unite, try to take down Hank. Um, Hank Pym, by the way. Um, Back Matter even gave readers, like, here's all the villains, where they came from, and here's where you could find them if you want to read them. And it was, like, referencing... Uh, comics that you could have if you have Marvel Unlimited. So uh, that was an interesting um, thing to do in a Marvel comic book, okay? So uh, Ant-Man I read in print. Um, Free Comic Book Day, Axe Judgment Day, I read that in print. That was the first story that sets up the event. The second story is the Blade's uh, daughter's first appearance, which kind of went up in price, uh, <clears throat> even though it's a free comic book and the third story helped to make uh amazing spider-man number nine less confusing gave you some backstory we had a mortal x-men number three this i'm reading on the app this is one that i wish i was reading in print because uh, in print i'm reading x-force x-factor x-men wolverine and this one was one I held off on during the relaunch. And this one is my favorite X-Men book, Immortal X-Men. Destiny finds out about Judgment Day and also that she will not end up with her wife, Mystique. Um, we then go to a Scout book, which is Third Wave 99, number... I didn't put the number there. I think it's number three. Um, let's just say number three. It's either number three or number two. But it's, uh, it appears someone's trying to infiltrate the agent's surf shop and cover. So he's a secret agent that has a surf shop, and there's somebody else that's trying to infiltrate him and take him down, a bad guy, if you will. <clears throat> we have uh, Axe Judgment Day number one. Uh, sets the stage for the events with the Eternals, claiming that mutants have evolved to become deviants and must be destroyed by the Eternals. Druig is leading that effort, uh, leading the Eternals, and his attempt to blow up Krakoa fails. The Avengers hear about the war and capture Cersei, uh, who does not appear to know Druig's plan. We have Peter Parker's Spider-Man, number 17. This is uh, the Howard Mackey uh, run um, that was a ways back. Uh, Venom continues to hunt members of the Sinister Six. Craven uses Spider-Man as bait, and Spidey saves Craven. Um, Peter is worried about Jonah, that he knows the secret, that he's Peter Parker under the mask of Spider-Man, and Peter is evicted. We have Amazing Spider-Man number 18 from that same period, uh, the Howard Mackey years. Uh, Peter is homeless and living in the streets. The Green Goblin attacks Liz Osborne. Spider-Man saves Liz. Um, he gets a shower at Aunt May's because uh, he's homeless. He has to go to Aunt May's to shower. And still believes that MJ is alive, even though everybody else says she's dead. 
uh, goes to sleep on the streets and his backpack is stolen with his costume and web shooters in his backpack. That was a really solid issue. Another 4 out of 5. We have Spider-Man 5 through 10. This is the current run. Uh, getting caught up on that. And I am caught up on the series. Peter deals with the fallout uh, from taking down the Rose and Venom. Trying to hunt down the Sinister Six. He is homeless and attempts a job with Norman Osborn. An axe tie-in. And also a story of MJ promoting Krakoa for healing her aunt. Uh, her aunt's dementia so yeah it was a really good issue and I have been really in a Spider-Man mood lately uh, between reading back issues which I've already been exposed to these are rereads and then also reading the current uh, Spider-Man tale and I'm seeing like parallels like is Zeb Wells really a fan of the Howard Mackey stuff like is he like focusing on this kind of era or type of storytelling? Because it sure feels that way. There's a lot of parallels between those two series. Um, we then get into the next week. This is uh, October 3rd through October 9th. Um, we have a bunch of four out of five programs and movies that I watched. Murder in the Woods was a movie. <clears throat> this, If I remember this one. This is where a bunch of people go camping, um, and one of the one of the guys in that troop is setting up to murder everyone else with the help of his mom. So that that's a weird story. Uh, we have She-Hulk. Um, that was the TV series I started watching. That was really good. He's out there. That was another horror movie uh, about somebody coming after this woman and her kids as she went to her summer home without her husband. Really good. <clears throat> Edge of an Axe. This is like a, it feels like an early 80s, 70s uh, horror movie. Uh, it's probably the one early one uh, about a killer with an axe that's killing women mostly, but starts killing men. And there's this new guy that comes into town and his exterminator buddy. And uh, it leads you to think that it's the exterminator buddy that's killing people, but it's not. And there's a surprise on who the killer is, and it was pretty freaky. Um... Really well done. There's Hell House LLC. This is kind of one of those movies in the vein of Blair Witch where a bunch of guys go to rent a a horror, horror house area and come up with that during Halloween, and it, it bites them in the ass. Uh, really good. I really liked it. And then Disney Plus, Werewolf by Night. Uh, some good watching. There was a total of 13 comic books, one Xenoscope, three Marvel, one Kickstarter, two Image, one IDW, one DC, two Bad Idea, and two Antarctic Press. We'll start with the three out of five, step by bloody step. Number one, this is a silent book about a giant robot, and he embraces finding a little girl and becomes that little girl's protector. But then there's some weird stuff that goes on where... 
he takes her like he feels like he has to take her to humanity and have them raise her but then he becomes protective of her and they didn't look like they were going to treat her wrong like there's one scene where there was a woman going to give her food and he like knocks the food away so i, I didn't know what was going on there and there's not any words or or captions to let you know what's happening but uh that was a three out of five like i enjoyed it but i, I kind of want to step off that one especially if it doesn't change we have a four out of fives then acts judgment day number two enjoying this event but particular issues suffer from caption boxes telling a story rather than the art and the action doing it um and plus i didn't really know what one of the narrators was until like issue f the final no it was uh death Axe Death of the Mutants number three or something like that that told me who one of the narrators were. Like I, I knew one was a celestial, the progenitor, and one of them turns out to be. I don't know if I should tell you, but I almost think you should know. Like it's Earth, the our planet Earth, and uh, you don't learn that until way in the series, and. Uh, it suffers a little bit because of it's so caption driven, especially in the action. Like I, I really like the action to just do its thing. Um, seeing red, three thorns. This is a, a team up. Seeing red is a evolution Kickstarter, and uh, I think Marcel Dupree created uh, seeing red. Uh, it's like his version of Red Sonia, if you will. Uh, and I like that. Uh, this was a pretty good tale. Uh, it's a threat on two worlds leads to a team up with an unstoppable witch. Um, and then can brute strength and magic be enough to defeat that witch? Uh, you find out in this issue, it's just one shot of a team up of two properties that evolution has, but two different creators. We have image number five. Uh, this has a hack slash versus image story, which was really interesting. It had a Dutch story. If you're into like Team Seven and all that uh, Wildstorm stuff, uh, there was a Royal City short. Uh, the first was the Blizzard Jeff John story. That was really good. I was looking forward to the Dutch, but it did not knock my sacks off. Uh, makeshift Patriot, I dug. Uh, also, along with the backup black and white story that's uh, Jehenna. I really like that one a lot. That's one of my favorites in the story. <clears throat> there are several stories that, to me, I they just don't work in anthology. Like, I'd rather read an Antarctic anthology or a, a Warren or Warrant anthology. Um, this one has its highs and it has its lows for me personally. Um Lately, it's been getting some bigger uh, pieces, uh, I think, and creators. Um, so we'll see how, how that ends up. And I like seeing like characters that were around for a while, like Dutch. That's pretty cool. And the fact that Hackslash is fighting Image, that's pretty badass. We had Walesver, X, Walesville, X-Rocks, and Minerals. Um, this is a Bad Idea comic. It's a bunch of creatures live inside a whale. And then the boy joins them later. It's like an all-age story. It's really well done, really crafted. A story you could share with almost anybody. 
I like it quite a bit. And then the second story was about rocks escaping a dictatorship, and I I didn't like that one. I didn't care for that one at all. It felt really weird. <clears throat> we have sleigh bells. This was a Santa Claus story. A young boy accidentally kills the reindeer going hunt while he's hunting with his father, and Santa wants revenge, which leads to the death of Santa. Uh, and a guy transporting a monster into a, ro a ro into a robbery of a gas station, which leads to the, his death because of a phone call he made to a demon. That was a backup story. That was I, I like Sleigh Bells quite a bit. It was a one-shot. However, I, I, I didn't find it worth my while or investment to go into the next phase of Bad Idea. I, I was all going in, and... Um, and then the place that I was going to said, well, you have to fill in another form. Like, you're not, you're not. <clears throat> it's like starting over and enter your credit card information all over again and do this and that. And I said, you know what? This is a good time for me just to sever. And I've read about 80% of Bad Idea. And, you know, it's good, but I, I can, uh, I like almost everything quite a bit. But uh, I can experience most of those stories in other books. In other words, stories that are like them in AWA and Aftershock and other places that are easier to get. However, if there was a store here, like if my local shop was getting Bad Idea comics, I'd gladly pick them up. Like it, it's just an inconvenience to have to deal with an external source and shipping and then missing issues and I just don't want to deal with it anymore. We have Grim Spotlight Iron Maiden. This is Xenoscope. It gives the origin story of her being a Greek slave, and then her, her essence is now in a teenage girl who goes after a pedophile being protected by the Black Knight, which is another character in the Xenoscope world, because she is defending him. A uh, really good story. Um, these one-shots of are, are interesting. I sure would like to have some insight on how Xenoscope is doing financially and how their books sell because they've went to a one-shot paradigm and sometimes they're they will do like a sequence of issues and they'll be like but it's more like a a three issue mini so uh, most of them are one shots I, I would really like to know how this how since they switched how things are doing you know really because we don't have any insight to sales numbers anymore i miss those days <clears throat> we have exciting comics 15 and 16 uh, this is, I, I, I love Antarctic Press. Like, this is something I'm not going to cut. Uh, Planet Comics, Horror Comics, Sighting Comics. Some of the best anthologies I've I've, I've read are in Antarctic. I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent of that publisher. I, I really walk away and enjoy them personally. I wish more people would enjoy them as like I do and Bill does. But um, there's a story going Fall, Fall on Justice. This is a really good story. It's like a a Superman type character that is in a team and he's aging out of the business and he's starting to fail and make mistakes. And um, he has success defeating evildoers at the expense of property and lives in this issue. He has an interview that starts off positive but turns on him and then he has his team asked him to stop being the leader because of his sloppiness. Uh, Nothing Man uh, goes after Inferno Chick who's burning down a children's hospital, Inferno, recognizes him. Uh, there's a story about Big House. This is a prison guard type story. Uh, 
Big House Blues battles a demon outside his house before returning to work. Sumo Boy is about a a little boy that weighs a metric ton and he's trying to exist in uh, a school just as a normal kid. Um, in this case, though, he does a car runs a red light and actually hits him and exposes that uh, he's not who he is, you know, in front of his friend. Uh, Jet Girl is uh, a character like the Rocketeer. She defeats a chess villain who turns victims into chess pieces and they end up dying when they're in the chess piece. We have Peter Parker, Spider-Man number 18. <clears throat> we had, these are all four out of fives. Uh, the only three out of five was that step by bloody step. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, Peter Parker, number 18, Green Goblin, still going after Liz. The young kid who stole Peter's uh, bag tries to get uh, web shooters working and sell stuff to J. Jonas Jameson. Those will come into play later. Who we already believe is knows Peter's identity, but I don't know. After you read more story, I don't think he does. They kind of like, does he or doesn't he? That's up for you to decide. Peter moves in with Randy Robinson and decides to move in together because they are both hurting for money. Peter has a run-in with the Goblin as a hooded character because he does not have his costume anymore. The last time he put on his costume, it was the black one, and Eddie Brock's ex-wife died because of it because she freaked out when she saw it. Amazing Spider-Man number 11, Peter checks in with Betty about Ned Leeds. Seems that he is a hobgoblin. Um, Norman Osborn is in business of being blackmailed by Roderick Kingsley, who was the king first uh, hobgoblin. That is Amazing Spider-Man number 11 current series. So I've been alternating between the past and the current. Um, yeah, it's really good. So uh, getting to the five out of fives, we have True Cult, and it's spelled with V's instead of U's. And a K instead of a C on the cult. This is an IDW book. Uh, a fast food employee robs a strip mall during his lunch break. Uh, really well done. This is a highly recommended comic book if you like a heist thing. And it, it's just interesting. And the characters are en engrossing. And it draws you in. I liked it a lot from IDW. Uh, from DC Comics, uh, Sandman number 2. And this is re me rereading Sandman. A uh, series that when it came out, I, I didn't enjoy when it first read it. Uh, now I'm revisiting it. I uh, haven't watched the Netflix series yet. Other than the first episode, which kind of put me to sleep. But I, I did see it when I was really tired. But the Sandman looks for his tools. A demon has the mask. Constantine has the pouch. The Justice League have the gemstone. Uh, he has to meet with Cain and Abel. House of Mystery, House of Secrets, and the witches to obtain the information. The witches are from uh, the Witching Hour. Such a fantastic issue. I don't know why I did not like this when it first came out. Five out of five. So uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, my discussion. I didn't have any questions to go over. Um, I th the show's still going to continue like normal. Uh, you you probably won't notice a difference other than uh, I'll probably be cutting back um, the 
the distribution of types of comics might be different um but we'll see we'll see what happens um i don't know where it's going well you go on the journey with me this is my uh comic book diary so join me uh at uh geekbrunch geekbrunchpodcast.com that website is where you can download these fine episodes and you can send me twitter at mike myers brunch uh twitter has been kind of like a uh fucking inferno lately because elon musk is fucking things up but uh as far as the comics world uh staying pretty clean uh there might be some fake ids there faking that they're not really who they really are because it's so easy to do right now but uh your friends will always be there to uh enjoy comic books with you on twitter that's at mike myers brunch send me questions at any time if you want to have a discussion on anything my cutbacks or whatever you could send me ims or whatever um if you were successful um maybe let me know how you how you did it um it, it's a little harder for me than most people because if people got 20 comics they don't realize that i get the full fucking previews like it's like a an addiction of that's like 17,000 fold and then the other thing is like people say well you could start weeding out by taking out like things you don't enjoy as much but i enjoy everything a three out of five is still a good enjoyment where i want to still read it but um maybe i can read those three out of fives in digital presence or whatever we'll see we'll see how this all plays out uh, you can find this podcast at Geek Brunch Podcast on Facebook. Uh, you type Geek Space uh, Brunch Space Podcast and then uh, click the like button. Be able to follow all the episode threads there. Um, you can send me email at mike at comicbooknoise.com. And I want to thank you for listening and I will talk to you soon. And I'm going to go read some comics. It's Friday, baby. Um, so we'll, I hope you guys have a, a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.